there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to the No Sports Report, a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. My name is Jensen Karp and I'm a sports fan, so things haven't been real fun over the last few months. It's weird to see Stephen A. Smith just yelling about insignificant thoughts he has. He was mad Scottie Pippen looked bad in the last dance. He's mad that people think Garoppolo's an elite player. He's screaming about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert's friendship. He's like two minutes away from a rant on airplane food. Someone give that guy an actual game to bitch about. It's getting weird. On the other end of the spectrum, I'm talking to athletes and sports industry professionals about what they're doing in quarantine, hoping to figure out if they miss competing as much as I miss watching it. This is the No Sports Report. Jared Stoll is as much Los Angeles as the Randy Newman song about loving it. Sure, he spent 13 years in the NHL with stops in Edmonton, Minnesota, and New York, but it's his contributions to the Los Angeles Kings 2012 and 2014 Stanley Cups that truly stand out. His overtime series-ending goal in Game 5 of the 2012 Western Conference Finals against the Phoenix Coyotes led the team to the franchise's first cup ever and helped cement his name in the annals of Los Angeles sports which helps explain his current gig as the Kings development coach, working with young players on how to step up their game and handle the intense pressure of the NHL. In this episode of the No Sports Report, we talk to him about how he'll help guide players through this work stoppage and into next season, how much his wife, ESPN analyst Aaron Andrews, is still hustling, and his 2011 episode of MTV Cribs. And yeah, I have a business idea for him. All on this episode of the No Sports Report. Call from Jarrett Stoll. To accept, press one. Press Jarrett. Hello. Hello. I, I guess I my first thing is to figure out how you are doing. If you're making it, if you need help, you could tap the phone twice at any point. I will come to your house and fix this as much as I can because we are all stuck in quarantine. Where exactly are you? 
Wow, I appreciate that offer. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm here full time with with my wife and our dogs. So it's uh, yeah, we're getting by. We're getting through day by day. It's it's uh, you know everybody's in the same boat. So it's it's definitely an interesting time, a tough time, but uh, we're we're somehow finding a way to get through everything. I mean, I I feel like I have a ten month old. Uh, so I I have it. I feel kind of easy in the sense that like. I just like hand him like a, a, an old 1980s TV guide and he just rips it apart until it's completely torn. <laughs> with you, you're with your wife, Erin, and your dog, Howie. How incredible is it to have man's best friend during quarantine? Well, it's it's special for sure. It's, it's great to have him around. And uh, for him, he hasn't uh, been around both of us for long stretches like this and uh, probably forever. So he's three years old, but it's, it's good to, you know, if we're having a tough day trying to get through this or, or bickering at each other or whatever. You look at him and his, his tail's wagging. He's always happy. He wants to play and definitely going for a lot of walks that, uh, that kills some time. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice having him around the house for sure. We've all sort of stole our pets gimmicks. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have a cat and a dog and they live this life. They just sit around a couch. What are we going to do next? They have no idea. Now, <laughs> now we've kind of, we've treaded on their territory. I know, right? We're, uh, we're sleeping in, we're taking naps. We're, we're watching a lot of TV shows over here, and I, I look over and I catch him uh, him kind of doing the same thing. I watch a lot of golf, and he sees that white uh, the white golf ball on the TV, and he's he's watching it with me. So yeah, there's uh, a lot of similarities for sure that go on. But um, like I said earlier, it's just uh, it's good having him around the house, and you want to look over look over and play with them and wrestle with them and, uh, and rile them up and throw them in the pool. It's uh, it kills some time. Absolutely. I did read you guys have been binging shows. You and your wife, Erin Andrews, and the dog are all quarantined together. I read that she was really connecting with Shit's Creek, and you, on the other hand, almost the a polar opposite watching Narcos. Exactly. Yeah, when we uh, when we split up in, uh, into our different shows, and I'm downstairs, she's upstairs, and uh, yeah, Narcos is my show right now. I'm in the middle of it, and uh, her show's up Shits Creek, but we're Killing Eve's a great one. We love that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did finish. We're up to date on Ozarks, which I'm sure a lot of people have watched. Um, right now, we're in the. Uh, we just started Billions a couple weeks ago, so we're uh, we're into that one as well. Yeah, you, you guys are diving in the deep end. Uh, speaking I of know. TV, I want to get this out of the way early. Address the elephant in the room. The question everyone wants to ask: What was it like to be on an episode of Cribs in 2011? Oh my god! I haven't heard that in a long time. Um, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was cool. Um, it was my first, maybe my second year here in Los Angeles, and growing up in Canada and, and playing hockey in Canada for for many years, and then getting getting traded here. You know, we always watched it on MTV, and it was just something that uh, when they came to me, and I just had built my house, and um, it was something that I'm like, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to do. So yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I uh, I don't know if I regret it uh, or not yet, but. Uh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It was something that was interesting. <laughs> I, I don't have many friends who've been on Crips. I think I, I think I might have one, but I've never been able to really dive deep into it. But here, you had a teammate living with you at the time. You were living that bachelor life, right? Yeah. You had a paddleboard on your wall, very large paddleboard. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You had what every man boy wants. I'd still take one in my garage if my wife would let me. The Golden Tea Arcade game. You know what? I don't have that anymore. That's uh, that's that's been I uh, sold that a couple of years ago actually, but that was we had a lot of fun with that for sure. Yep, that's I get it. I had an arcade game in my bachelor pad too, man. It's the victim of marriage, but the, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest one you had, and I was I remembered it when they were like, "Oh, do you want to in, interview Jared Soule?" I didn't even think of the Stanley Cup. I thought of the idea that you had 
a urinal in your house? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not something that get, gets used a lot, actually, because it's, it's downstairs. It's in a bathroom that's... Uh, you know, I don't use that often. So, but whenever I'm down here and, uh, you know, I have to kind of somewhat go, it's, uh, it's always nice to, to slide over and use it. <laughs> Living the life, man. That's the dream. Uh, so I know you two, you and Aaron are both big Disneyland fans. You guys even got engaged there. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about what it would be like post pandemic in a theme park? It's scary to think about that because every theme park is just it's so much fun. Everybody's having such a good time. It's a happy place. And it's always, that's why so many people go. And that's why every theme park is so busy, especially Disneyland. So actually Aaron just told me right before I got on the call that it sounded like Disneyland was going to start sometime in July, um, opening up or taking reservations or something like that. She was telling me. So, you know, that's maybe a decision that'll come out soon, but nevertheless, it's going to be less people and it's going to, you know, they're going to have to figure something out, but it's going to be so weird in, uh, in every aspect, you know, just with occupancy and, and, you know, with restaurants, so many people can go in and it's definitely going to hit theme parks uh, a lot for sure. Yeah. I mean, I assume the first run, at least for a few months, is going to be like 25% of capacity. I mean, so yeah. I guess people who do want to take the chance or go to a theme park and keep socially distant, they're going to have a park to themselves. Yeah, if you really want to go, and I don't think there'll be many three-hour wait times to get on uh, Indiana Jones, but uh, yeah, if you want to kind of roll through it, that's definitely a a way to do it, but also a little bit risky. I know. I'm going to let the others do it and then just follow their lead. Um, I don't know if you've heard the rumor about Disney World. Uh, They are saying that it's possible that an NBA season might end up being completed there. I did. I did hear that. It's a pretty good setup for it, I guess, with all the hotels. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can have everybody quarantined within a couple of miles, basically, and and having a couple of event centers there to, to play. But, yeah, the logistics are going to be interesting. It's going to be something that's going to take a lot to figure out. But, you know, if you have an area like that, that you can uh, you can put so many people up, then, uh, then that'll be great. So, uh, you guys, your house must be pretty busy right now. Your wife continues to work through this, doing tons of live uh, kind of like Zoom things for television. She launched a sportswear line basically right before the pandemic. Uh, Has business lessened for her? And how are you staying busy while she's taking all these calls and doing this insanity? Yeah, she's got a lot of of stuff going on. I'm looking right now. She has a little setup on at her desk and has like mm-hmm. has the professional microphone and has the backlight thing that uh, you know every <laughs> every woman needs uh, the proper lighting, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> be on camera, or be on uh, on Zoom, but yeah, she's uh, almost every day doing something. So, and for myself, I I'm in player development with the Los Angeles Kings. So, you know, we have a call pretty much twice twice a week for sure um, with our organization, with our little group, and going through our players and, you know, season review type of stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of what, uh, what I'm doing. A lot of these days I'm getting up at between 9 and 9, you know, 9.30, which is great to sleep in. And, uh, yeah, yeah not, not mad at that. Like you said, you're working in player development and a talent scout for the Kings. You've worked with top prospects like Carl Grundstrom and Matt Luff. I mean, does this halt in a season? Does it take away from them as young superstars and their game experience? Will this affect their growth at all? Well, yes and no. You know, you got some guys that are are in that that wheelhouse, that age group that uh, you know this is their prime to develop, and um, you know guys that are just coming out of uh, juniors or just coming out of college, guys that have just signed. I, I, you know, I was with one of our kids that came out um, of Wisconsin and just signed his contract. He he flew in, signed it, and then that's when everything shut down. And he's like, "Well, what do I do now?" And they're like, "Well, you can." stay here for, for a couple of days or we could fly you back to Chicago right now. And, 
he's like, shit, I'll, I'll stay here for a couple of days and uh, find me back later. But just a crazy time. You know, you want to work with these kids. That's all the pride. You know, it's, it's such a prideful job for us to, to develop these kids and, and, and hope uh, they make the NHL and play some NHL games and help the organization. So, you know, for us to not be able to get our hands on them and, and vice versa, these kids, they want to learn, they want to be here. You know, they don't want to be training at home. They want to be training here in Los Angeles in front of the organization and try to become a pro. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's tough for these guys. Yeah. I was at that game right before, I guess, shut down the, uh, the devil's game where Mikey Anderson, uh, debuted with his brother, Oh yeah, which was like kind of an amazing game. And, and that dude probably was in LA for like five days before he had to stop playing. Well, for those guys, it's it's actually a really good setup because the minor league team is out of Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, California. So it's it's one of those things where if they get called up, they're basically like walking right across the hallway. It's the same practice facility in El Segundo mm-hmm. that the AHL, the American Hockey League team uses, and the NHL team. So for those guys, they just uh, it's great for call up situations where they can, you know, play NHL games. So um, yeah, for him, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like he was flying across the country to get here, Good. but um, yeah, nonetheless, it was his first NHL game against <laughs> his brother, and that's um, got to be a pretty special moment for him and his family. That's right. Uh, you said you keep in touch with other coaches and stuff. Are you keeping in touch with these young players as well during the break? Yeah, we are, for sure. Um, we each have, it was six of us on the development staff, so we each have like five or six players that we uh, are assigned to, and you know, we keep in touch with them, see how they're doing, see how their family's doing, how the workouts are going. Yeah, just kind of just be a friend, be a, you know, whether it's a mentor or a, a coach, not really a coach, because we're not coaches, we're, you know, I guess we're called development coaches, but it's not like we're, we're teaching systems, we're just uh, teaching a little detail, little fundamentals of the game that, that these particular players need, and, you know, if they feel like they need to, need to call one of us, um, you know, they're, they're comfortable to do so, and, and we're also uh, vice versa, we're comfortable to, to call them and just, uh, and just have a chat. Sure. You participated in NBC's Hockey Happy Hour recently. This is the quarantine content for the NHL. You guys did a video chat where you and some former teammates like Trevor Lewis watched the famous Game 5 of the 2014 Stanley Cup Championships. Was that an experience? I mean, number one, it can only happen because of the pandemic, but was it was it fun for you to sort of revisit it and, and have your teammates there in, in what what is now the norm of a Zoom call? Yeah, it was awesome. It was great to see that. and I've seen clips of the actual telecast, but not not a full game watching the full game back from NBC that on the telecast. So it was, yeah, it was cool to hear, you know, the commentators, you know, say certain things and you're seeing, seeing replays of that game replays of little, you know, plays within the game. And um, yeah, to watch it with Alec Martinez and Trevor Lewis and now Alec ended up scoring the goal to, to win the Stanley cup for us in double overtime. So, you know, to watch it with him and, uh, and just get chills. It just brings you back to, you know, to those good times and memories that we'll, we'll never forget and, and always have with us. So it was, yeah, it was definitely fun to watch. It was, uh, you know, I would love to watch every, every playoff game that we were in, especially well, especially the ones that we've won, of course. <laughs> did you notice anything that bothered you? We were like, oh, like, did you, did you notice a mistake? I could instantly tell if I, like, if I had, I had my legs that night or not, you know, like I was, you know, the first shift I'd watch, like, oh, I was flying that game or, you know, or I had a, you know, I was maybe a little bit tired. I could tell right away how I was skating and how I was moving out there. If I if I had some energy, had some jump or not. Um, I don't think I made any mistakes that would really cost us. So that was uh, that was good to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's weird that you're more likely to see one of your replay games on TV now than any of the players you're currently working with in their games. Like it's like you're you're the only hockey on on TV. So that is pretty cool to see re- replays. 
Yeah, we've seen a bunch, especially that Chicago series in, in 2014. It was the Western Conference final. It was probably one of the one of the most exciting series that I've ever been a part of. And we were up three games to one on them, and they came back. And then we had to go to Chicago for Game Seven, and uh, we were down by like two goals, I think, twice in that Game Seven. And we uh, we found our way to get it to get it to overtime and and score in double overtime to get to the Stanley Cup final. And that's, uh, they showed that game a couple times within the last couple months. So it was, it was fun to watch that game because that was just, just a crazy game for, for all of us. And to be able to watch that back, that was, uh, that was awesome. Have you, uh, have you been able to watch that game five against the Canucks yet? You know, late at night in bed, I get on YouTube for some reason. And then all of a sudden it brings you just, you know, the rabbit hole of YouTube. You keep watching certain things and, um, I came across uh, that clip uh, a bunch, so yeah, I have watched the clip, not not uh, so much the the full game. Wow, I, it's my favorite, truly winning. I mean, you had the series winning goal in OT. It is it is glorious. More with Jarrett Stoll after this. Right now, Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, like students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America, and their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This podcast is committed to donating a portion of the proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Now, here's the rest of my chat with the LA Kings' Jared Stoll. We talked about it a little bit already on this podcast, but it's being reported that a lot of hockey players have been staying on top of their game by rollerblading. First, is that true? Secondly, are we allowed to call them dweebs? <laughs> um, yeah, that is true. I know um, one of my buddies down the street, he used to play for the Kings. Now he's uh, playing with the Philadelphia Flyers. And I won't name names, but, uh, you know, Nate Thompson is his name. But uh, <laughs> Good. Okay. Fair. Fair. But I see he has a pair of rollerblades, and uh, he's been going down the the back alley here and back and forth, and 
it's yeah it's i actually growing up i had rollerblades my uh my whole childhood and rollerblading around the town that i grew up in but um don't have any anymore but it's if i was a player i wouldn't be mad at, at getting a pair and just uh just wheeling around town and getting the legs going it's you know it's totally different when you get on the ice it's a different feeling but sure. at least it's a different way of uh of working out and, and being active you also i mean in your defense you guys live in a beach city right yeah. yeah, that's kind of allowed. Have you ever imagined and can you imagine what playing hockey would be like of all sports without an audience? Yeah, that's that's the thing because you go to a hockey game live, yeah, you watch one on TV and it's, you know, it's for me it's exciting. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that, uh, you know, you got to go to a game to, to really experience it and to feel the, the electricity and the passion and, and how fast the game is, how physical it is. So yeah, I think that would that would hurt a lot, you know. I'm, I'm sure they're gonna maybe pump some crowd music in in there during the games or or whatnot. But you know, every sport, right? It's whether it's the NFL or or basketball too. You know, baseball. It's just every sport's so great in their own way. And um, you know, for hockey, and you're right there, you know, especially the people that are right down close to the glass, and you're, you're experiencing that speed and, and intensity. Intensity is probably a good word for it. You know, once you lose that within the crowd and, and towards the ice surface and the players it's yeah it would be a it would be a huge difference and serious question here and i asked this for real do you think and i know maybe you know the answer because you've played juniors and all those things but like if there is not a large audience let's say there's no one there do the players still fight <laughs> well there's not much fighting uh, in the game anymore so mm-hmm. i would say no they uh, they probably don't fight but that would be really weird actually to <laughs> now just to think about it if, especially if there's if it's a really really good fight just pure silence yeah the benches would be going uh, the players or teammates would be going bananas on the bench but that's uh, that's probably about it yeah that would be uh, that would be an odd situation i don't want to hear the the teeth leaving a man's face i, I don't want to hear i don't, don't want to hear the punch uh, not an incredible season for the Kings, but, uh, no matter how the season plays out, really, if it ends now, whatever, but I know they have a strong young core, some players ready for call up as well. I figured you of all people could speak to the future of the squad. Yeah, it's been very good hands. I'm going to be honest right now. It's a transition period for the Kings. It is this last couple of years have been, have been rough, but you know, having some top draft picks, um, that's how you rebuild and rebuild quickly. With these, you know, top five, you know, last year with um, Alex Turcotte fifth overall, and this year we're going to have a most likely a top five pick again. And this year's draft is the top ten are the top ten ranked players are really really good players, and you know, to add uh, those types of guys that skill level to to the organization is going to be huge. And, and the the minor league team, the American Hockey League team in Ontario, like you said about call ups, there's there's probably eight or 10 guys that are developing really, really well and, and getting close to, to becoming NHL players. So yeah, there's been certain articles in the last year that have come out that have ranked the organization. And one article was like, we were ranked first, one article we ranked third and just in, I guess, uh, you know, prospects, the prospects pool, yeah. if you will. And uh, that's good to see. And, and I, I see it firsthand. I, I see the skill and the, you know, the types of players these kids are and the types of players we need in our lineup in the, in the near future here. So, yeah, we're uh, we're set up pretty well. It's just a matter of these kids uh, continuing to develop and then uh, make that jump and, and make it uh, make it pretty, pretty easy. Well, it's never easy to make the jump, but at least uh, if they can come in and, and contribute uh, rather quickly, that'll, that'll be huge for the organization. Absolutely. We usually like to end the interview a bit with something positive and then uh, something a bit stupid. So we'll start with we'll start with positive. Uh, is there anything that happens 
now during the pandemic? New traditions, uh, ways that we're living that you would like to see kind of live on post-pandemic once we're allowed to leave our homes? Is there anything we've adapted to that you think should stick around? Well, I know for myself, just like, you know, whether it's these Zoom calls or, um, you know, house parties, we're on the house party app, which is becoming pretty popular, I think. And, you know, just having a chance to, to see my friends and family more on, on those types of things. You know, I never, you know, I FaceTime before this pandemic, but not, not that often. And all my family's back in Canada and my friends from when I, where I grew up. So I don't see them a lot. So I think during this time, I've, you know, FaceTime, I've seen my, my family, and my friends a lot. And I think going forward, hopefully that uh, I'll continue to do that and stay in touch with them that way. Great. Um, all right. Now for the stupid. I want to give you some suggestions. It sounds like you know what you're up to in quarantine. Sounds like you're having a good time out near the beach. But here are some suggestions of things that I think you could maybe pick up, things that might pass some time. Uh, are you ready for these? Sure. Shoot. <laughs> okay. First, build a family tree. Have you ever done that before? No. Okay. It's one of those things that no one ever has time for. Like, ah, why would I do that? But it's kind of important. Uh, you can use like things like Ancestry.com or 23andMe or any of those services. But it's just kind of a good way to, to start, you know, work with what you know, and then and then figure out the things in between. And there are Etsy pages that have like professional posters you can make. And then there it is, your whole family in one place. You and Aaron sort of have all your grandparents and cousins and all these things. I do have one warning. I, I do know someone who did this and found out that his grandparents were cousins, which is a 100% true. Uh, so keep that in mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, the golf course is starting to slowly open up around the Los Angeles area. So I don't know if I'll have time to to do this family tree you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, you're definitely not going to like this next one then because this is going to take up a lot of time. I've only seen one James Bond movie, so I'm suggesting people watch all the James Bond movies. How many have you seen? Uh, I've probably seen most of them. There are, there are, just so you know, there are, there are technically 26. Technically 26, okay, then I haven't seen most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen Skyfall, but people love Casino Royale on the new side, obviously all the Sean Connery ones. I mean, yeah. how many do you think you've seen? I think maybe I've only seen maybe five or so. What I'm really into, anytime I see any Jason Bourne movies on TV, I watch them all the time. Yeah, those are great. Jason Bourne or the National Treasure movies with Nicholas Cage. Oh, come on. I Oh my God, I'm, I'm a cage head, man. Those are, he's my guy. I love history and I love just, you know, especially American history and, you know, the, some of the things that, that go on in those movies. It's, uh, yeah, every time those, those two movies are on, it's, it seems like I always just sit down and watch them like, over and over and over again. All right. I'm going to mark off James Bond. I'm going to put watch all Nick Cage movies. Yes. All right. That's good. Uh, lastly, now we know everyone's been spending a lot of times uh, in their home. Obviously, we have to assume that people have gathered some home improvement ideas, things they want to change. So, I have a business idea for you. I know you're busy, but at least you'll be willing to hear this. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's something to capitalize on everything. And now we talked about it early in the interview, and it's important to go back to the urinal from your 2011 episode of Cribs. It was ahead of its time, something every man can use. So, I think you should offer the service to come show up, Stanley Cup champion. He walks in, he accesses the situation from a safe social distance, and then you install a urinal wherever you want. I suggest a bathroom, but it's up to you. You'll be at the forefront of this trend. I think you walking into people's homes and installing a urinal. <laughs> Can I bring a plumber with me? Yes, more for advice. Yes, you'll learn, you'll learn through experience because I, I already have a name for the business. Okay. It's, it's Jared No Stalls. Jared, no stalls? So you got a, I got a maker stall? No, no, no. See, a urinal doesn't need a stall. People usually need to get stalls. You're telling people, just be out in the free, man. Be out in the open. 
down the free. Yeah, we don't need a stall in this house. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, that would that would kill uh, about a week, maybe a little longer to <laughs> try to figure that out. Well, that one that one at least got got further than James Bond and and uh, the family tree. Uh, well, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today and, and uh, stay safe. And I'm, I'm so excited for the future of the Kings and so happy to know you're involved in it because you truly are a hometown hero here. And, and we love we love having you around the organization. Oh, awesome. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was good to catch up and, uh, and chat with you. Thank you. The No Sports Report is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, and me, Jensen Carton. Our series producer is Matthew Kugler. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor with additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. With production and editing by Jasper Leake. Our theme music is composed by Spielkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You have nothing else to do. Send it to your friends, tweet, share, post about it, do whatever you can. And please visit feedingamerica.org. And if you're able to make a donation, any amount will help make a difference. And you can learn more about other ways to help on their website. For more information on the No Sports Report, links to the socials, and for our show transcripts for the hearing impaired listeners, please go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well. The No Sports Report is a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.